Enough. I know that you know your Paranora EP will be out uh, this Friday, and I got to hear an early sneak peek of it. So I decided to wear my Edward Scissorhands shirt. Oh, I love it! So sick. I heard in a prior interview that you did that the scissor sound effects were actually forks. I'm just curious, like, do you play like a sound foley to the production of your music? Or do you just have the producer create the sounds? I mean, it definitely depends on like what it is. For scissor hands, I had a very specific idea of how I wanted it to sound. And like with the scissors sounds, I just have this like really specific idea of I just really wanted there to be some kind of like noise to fill in this one spot. I was like, dude, like we need to put scissors. And he was like, well, I only have forks. And so we were like, all right, well, that'll work. So that's how that came to be. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, like I have a really specific idea of how I want it. Sometimes I'll let like Cody or Josh kind of like, you know, do their thing and then send it to me because I just really trust them. Um, But then from then, like, we'll figure it out together and like morph it or how whatever we want to do. Honestly, without you even saying that they were forks, they to me they sound like scissors. So I think you nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I know it. It doesn't sound like forks. Like it sounds cool. So there's a rumor that Tim Burton wants to remake Adam's Family, and he wants Johnny Depp to play Gomez. Who do you think would play a good Morticia? That's a good question. I mean, I want to say, um, oh, what's her name? The one that's uh, the one that was married to Tim Burton. Oh, uh, Helen Boham Carter. I think yes. she would make a good one. Yeah. She, I mean, I just love them as a pair. Like, she, I mean, they're always paired together in movies and I think they always kill it. And I, I don't know. I feel like she would kill it. That's like the first person that's coming to mind, honestly. <laughs> so I thought about her too, because like, if they're going to cast a Morticia, it has to be someone that has great chemistry with Johnny yeah. Depp. And yeah. Okay, so I know they've been broken up forever, but like, I thought about Winona Ryder too. Yeah, I mean, Winona is literally a perfect human being and I think absolutely amazing actress in any role she could kill. So I would literally love to see them acting in a movie together. Yeah, and who knows, maybe it might rekindle a relationship again. Yeah, like maybe they'll like remember and like, you know, fall in love again. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would be like a total, like a dream come true for us. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's like, yeah, that would be perfect for me personally. So I need them to make that happen. So going back to your EP, I know that there was a lot more uh, tracks involved, but you cut it because you wanted to focus to be an EP rather than an album. Are those other additional tracks might reappear for a future project? Yeah. The original track list was like, like, a lot of songs I think it was like 10 I cut it down to eight which is still a lot for an EP I was told to cut it down more but I was like I can't like I need these songs to come out so a few of them will be on the album um and then a few of them I just ended up cutting like just cutting out completely unfortunately but there is a few that will be on the next project oh super excited do you think that the next project might be coming like I mean, your EP is coming out this year, but what about the next project? Would that be like the following year? Yeah, so I'm hoping mid next year, end of next year, but who knows? Honestly, I just hope everything becomes less crazy and we'll be able to tour again, but I think it's all depending on that. Now, going back to your EP, because like I said, I got an early listen of it and there's so many like ranging musical genres from screamo to alternative, you know, punk rock, and then your very soft acoustic track love songs. 
how do you shift gears to different music styles so seamlessly? I mean, I think they all live in the same world. So it's not so much like, oh, I'm going from like, you know, R&B and jazz to like rock and scream out. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not as difficult, I guess. Like it just feels natural. And like music I grew up listening to was like, I grew up like my favorite band was Sleeping With Sirens. And like, you know, they came out with an acoustic EP that had some like, you know, R&B beats then with some like rock drums and screamo you know so it's like there was such a wide range and like what I listened to and I felt like it always just like just worked so I don't know I felt like I kind of wanted to just like do that I guess I wanted to I didn't want everything to sound the exact same like I want there to be some variety but I also want it to still live in the same world so yeah and it's a total skill to be like switching up different genres and experiment but I know that you come from a pop background and I heard in another interview that you were saying how it felt that you put yourself into a different character so now we see a true you your true self you know just thinking about it did it feel to you like showing your your true identity? Like, was this like a second time coming out? Like when you did come out about your bisexuality? Yeah, kind of. I feel like for so long, I was like being, I was like trying to force myself to be this like person that I just didn't want to be. And like, as a result, I was just like really unhappy. And I just became this like really angry person and someone I just didn't like. I don't know. I feel like so much pressure to like keep up this image that wasn't me is gone yeah kind of like it feels like I'm coming out in like a different way like I'm just finally myself and I know some people it can be like confusing because they may be like whoa you did this and like is this is was that real and this is fake I mean it's not like I'm just growing up and I'm becoming like who I want to be and I don't know it's just a part of like growing up I guess it must have felt like a weight being lifted off your shoulders too and like you're finally breaking out of that cocoon so you know big props to you thank you yeah I'm listening to your EP and I have to say that I had a strong connection with loner and it was such like it's an anthem for all the loners out there and I like how you embrace but also give empowerment to that it's okay to be alone sometimes so what was the mindset and the process when you wrote this song I am like a loner like I feel like and I'm just have a really hard time sometimes like making friends and like conversating with people and like at parties I tend to like have to drink to have a good time like I have to drink to like be able to hold conversations with people which sucks like I just feel like that makes me feel really lonely and like I don't know it feels really isolating to like not be able to have a normal conversation with someone without feeling like insane anxiety with loner I just kind of wanted to talk about that and like let people know I guess that it's okay to feel like that and like I've gotten to the point where I'm just so used to it that it almost feels like comfortable. That's just like what loner is about. It's just being comfortable in that loneliness and like not letting it be such a negative thing all the time. And it's like, it makes making friends and like real connections feel so much more like amazing and powerful. Okay. I like that you said that it shouldn't be a negative thing because when I went to school, like if you were a loner, you didn't have many friends or you weren't with a significant other, it was like deemed bad. Like, why are you alone? And then yeah. listening to the song, it's like, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And honestly, to me, I feel there's so much more freedom being alone and doing your own thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, I don't know, the people that are able to go 
go out and like go get lunch by themselves and not feel weird about it. And like literally like be just being alone is like comfortable to you. That's amazing. Cause there's so many people that just can't be alone, like can never be alone because being alone with themselves is like this terrible thing. So if you can be alone with yourself, that's amazing. Like you're supposed to be your own best friend. Yeah, no, I really like that too. Cause like I've done the whole, like I've taken myself to dinner. I've taken myself out to movies. Like if I could date myself, I totally would. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, doing stuff alone, like once you get into that, it's such a nice feeling to not feel like you have to rely on anyone. Going back to your EP Paranoia uh, and your single Gaslight, and then you know you you collaborated with Sick Brain. It's a very heavy screamo track. Who are your you know big female like rock role models? Flyleaf, Evanescence, Gwen Stefani, the Garbage. Um, oh, I love Shirley Manson. Oh yeah, Queen. Um, <laughs> Avril Lavigne, Haley Williams. I don't know if I already just said her. Those are like my top ones off top. Well, the reason why I say female like rock stars pretty much is because like I listened to an interview with Amy Lee and she talked about how there are women of rock, but there's not enough representation in the media. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, you see a front uh, rock magazine and it's always a male band or a male artist. You listen yeah. to a rock radio station and it's back to back male artists. So I was like, you know what? Amy Lee's right. Yeah. There's not enough like representation for like female rock people. Yeah. I mean, there's so many out there. I just feel like, like when people ask, ask me like what kind of music I make and I say like, oh, you know, I make like pop punk rock. People are like, oh, wow. Like there's not enough girl rock stars out there. And I'm like, yes, there is. There's so many huge women that were rock stars I mean like look at Joan Jett like she's literally like when I think of a rock star I literally think of like Joan Jett what like not enough people are paying attention maybe and there's yeah there's not enough representation like they just don't get the push that they deserve I guess you like list them all and those are like also my role models too so yeah, yeah. I watched your video uh knife under my pillow and I did read that it was inspired by corny 2000 scary movies what what scary movies were you watching in the 2000s oh like I know what you did last summer house at the end of the street scary movie like one two three four all of them scream like all I'm obsessed with 2000s scary movies they're literally the best because they're so corny but they're so good I'm know. so happy that you mentioned I know what you did last summer because like I instantly <laughs> thought Jennifer Love Hewitt she's like what are you waiting for oh I literally love Jennifer Love Hewitt she oh she's amazing yes like that movie is amazing me and my friend always joke about that movie and like House of Wax like there's just so many that like oh they're just so good speaking of movies you actually made your acting debut with Machine Gun Kelly's Downfalls High how did you get involved with that project so Andrew Sandler hit me up and was like dude are you going to be available these days and I was like yeah what's up and he's like Colson and Maude are making a movie and we need you to be in it. And I was like, okay, cool. And yeah, basically it was just like, okay, cool. We need you like tomorrow and bring this outfit and like, this is what you're going to do. And I was like, okay, cool. So I just went and it was like a full day of shooting. And then they were like, okay, we need you to come back in two days. And then I came back. Then they were like, okay, now we need you to come back. And I was just like, okay, cool. I'm down for whatever. Like, I'm so down to do this. So it was like super quick. 
And it was so fun. Like shooting was so fun. Machine Gun Kelly and Modson are literally so talented and they just put it together so well. And I was just so happy to be a part of it. So it was really cool. Yeah. Cause like when I used to do like school plays and stuff, like I just remember acting being really fun. So do you think you would do this again? Like maybe do acting on your own? Yeah, I definitely want to. I mean, I'm, I need to take more lessons for sure, but that was my first role ever. Like I've never acted before, so it was really fun, but I definitely do want to in the future. Well, that's definitely like a great, you know, first role. It was a cool introduction to it. Aside from doing music, acting now, you have your own podcast. Are you going to revamp that? Yeah, I'm still, I'm so bad about it. I always say like, oh, I'm filming an episode and then I film it and then I listen to it and I'm like, oh, I hate this. Like, I hate my voice. I hate, I'm so like critical of myself. But yeah, I definitely like I want, yeah, I need to be better about it. So I like it when artists and even other celebrities start doing podcasting because they know how hard it is. Yeah, no, it is hard. You have to like be organized. Like, what am I going to talk about? So like, what themes would you be discussing when you, you know, bring up your podcast again? I mean, I always discuss kind of like, I don't know, just different things. Like I talked about, you know, my favorite movies, my favorite scary movies. Um, I've talked about just like my songs and stuff. And I think like with the paranoia release, I'm going to maybe do something where I'm like talking about each song and like what they mean and kind of just like do a breakdown of each song I think would be really, really cool. But yeah, it's so hard to come up with ideas. Like, when you don't have any it's like I don't know what to talk about if you don't have a guest like it's really hard I enjoy like speaking you know to you to other people because I could like carry on the conversation versus like I I can't talk by myself it's so difficult but you stretch out the time like remarkably yeah thanks (laughs) (laughs) another past interview that I heard you say it was a question about celebrity crushes and my celebrity crushes like always change but you mentioned about Jared Leto I was like yes girl (laughs) (laughs) so what about him stands out to you he's just so cute when I first ever saw a movie of him it was like an old movie like in the 90s you know and I thought he was just literally like the cutest 90s boy I'd ever seen I think he has only gotten better with age like I genuinely think he is just so good he looks like a bohemian Jesus right now that I would worship no he looks good and like the hair the long hair like I'm not really I'm not really that into like really long hair but for him I'm very much into it like I love it and actually I have a 30 seconds to Mars poster right in front of me amazing and he can sing like yes he can do everything yes he's perfect well hopefully we have this conversation again in the future and in person um I know usually like after a EP release you would back that up with touring so hopefully you come in the Bay Area and I will definitely be there Thank you. Yeah, hopefully I'll be able to tour soon. That's, oh, I really want to. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Maggie.